Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from LA to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquins the Coast Starlight and the Pacific Surfliner, in all over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Episode 15, where we leave Houston in the early evening, travel through the night through San Antonio and then on in the morning towards Alpine in Texas. Once we leave Houston, our next stop will be San Antonio. The San Antonio stop is of significant length, allowing the train to catch up on its schedule. Interestingly enough, it's only another 210 miles, but we're not due there for another six hours. 35 to 36 miles an hour seems a good average so far for this train, but I was told that the tracks between Beaumont and San Antonio are pretty rough and therefore the trains have to proceed at a very sedate pace. The train that I'm on is called the Sunset Limited. Now, they'll say that the reason it's called the Sunset Limited is because it was originally a limited stop train. However, I have a feeling it's called the Sunset Limited because ever since we approached the border or the state line to Texas, the clouds have been grey in the sky and I haven't seen the sun at all, so I'm not going to be seeing the sunset either. As we pull out of Houston, in the gathering gloom of the dusk, we're now about 30 minutes late at 25 past 7. The train is accelerating, and I'm hopeful that I'll be getting my dinner in a very short time. We're passing a very large yard of emergency services fire services, ambulances by the look of it. Interestingly enough, it's next to yet another car scrapyard. This card will show you how to use the exits and safety equipment aboard the train if they are required. We also ask that you keep one hand free with the handrails and seatbacks for support and we'll walk you through the cars we ask that you hold on to the candy sharp handrails. Also, ladies and gentlemen, for your safety, you must wear shoes at all times walking about the train. And please remember that exterior doors and windows are to remain closed at all times, and that's by an Amtrak employee or an emergency. Also, ladies and gentlemen, for those passengers that have small children, we ask that you please keep them close to you, prevent them from running, jumping, or climbing. The train will occasionally move side to side, forward and backwards, and it is easy for them to get hurt, so please monitor your children's whereabouts at all times. Also, ladies and gentlemen, Amtrak train number one is a non-smoking train. Ladies and gentlemen, there is no smoking board in Amtrak train number one. If you are caught smoking, you're subject to removal. Please do not smoke anywhere aboard Amtrak train number one. Next smoke break stop, ladies and gentlemen, will be San Antonio, Texas. San Antonio is a, just shy of four hours, ladies and gentlemen, from here. And you will be able to step off the train, smoke cigarettes, simply stretch your legs there in San Antonio. All your bathrooms, ladies and gentlemen, are located in the middle of each car and down the stairs, right there where you boarded the train. Once again, all your bathrooms are located in the middle of each car and down the stairs, right there where you boarded the train. A lounge car, ladies and gentlemen, the lounge car is located in the middle of the train, forward of all coaches, directly to the rear of the sleepers. 
Once again, they join San Antonio, Texas will be our next scheduled station stop. Welcome aboard Amtrak train number one. As we pass out of Houston, just going past some quite attractive looking, what I would call executive housing, but built maybe not in the best area of town, where a number of railway lines loop around. I would imagine the houses themselves are probably very nice, though they may be well insulated against sound. There's still quite a lot of noise from the railway, and you would have to be a complete enthusiast to love living there. We're now crossing a ten-lane highway, full of cars speeding along. Late commuters going home, people going long distance, people out for a night of fun. It's 7.45 in the morning. The sun is starting to come up as we travel through Texas. We've just restarted from our stop at Del Rio. That suggests to me that at 742 miles into our journey, we're running about two hours late. In all the little dips that I can see from the window, we're travelling through a green but scrubby countryside with mist lingering in them as the sun comes up this morning. I've just had breakfast. We've been travelling along through the mists, which have now cleared in the sunlight. It was almost kind of eerily Lakeland British, the mists. But now we're definitely anywhere but the British lakes. I'm having a chat with a guy who's a stand-up comedian. Good morning. Good morning. Why are you on this train? It's complicated, but in a nutshell, my wife's giving me a, a three-week reprieve from being a father to five children, and I got tired of being around my in-laws. Where is home? I was born in the East Bay Area in Walnut Creek, California. Grew up in my early years in Salinas, California, and finally settled near Lake Tahoe, Pollock Pines, California, population 4,000, elevation 4,000. Yeah. And do you like rail travel? Tremendously, yeah. I studied international and area studies at Brigham Young University in Utah uh, in the mid-90s, mid to late 90s, and I would always take the train from California to Utah up over Donner Summit, beautiful snow, snow-capped mountains out in the desert. Anytime I hear a train horn blowing, it's, uh, it's like the, the winds of change or something. It's, uh, it's very transcendental. Which is your favorite rail journey in the U.S.? Uh, I like the coastline of California from uh, San Diego all the way up through to the Golden Gate Bridge. It's just breathtaking. But uh, honorable mention to that, that section going over Donner Summit in the, in the winter is uh, hard to beat. Yeah. I've done Donner Summit in October and it was stunning then so I would imagine in the snows it must be unbelievable unless you get stuck yeah there was a party up in Donner that you don't want to go to actually I've got a very 
short, funny story about that. My first uh, stage time before being a comedian, I was in a, a speech competition, and it was about the Donner Party. And I was supposed to go seven minutes, and I had about a minute remaining, and I said, trying to stretch the time, I said, I mean, how would you like to starve? <laughs> One old-timer kind of going, hmm, that's a real, yeah. Really made him think. I think it probably did. Thank you very much. So we're deep in the heart of Texas. It's a beautiful morning. Blue sky with one or two wisps of clouds. A yucca there in full flower. The beautiful tower of white flowers. There are a lot of them beside the railway as we go along. This is rugged countryside. In addition to the yuccas, we've got lots and lots of cacti. I wouldn't like to get thrown off the train into all those prickly spikes. The rock formations opposite, they almost look as though at one stage someone might have quarried them. But I don't think that's true, I think that's just natural weathering. We're currently passing a freight train, three locomotives on the front and double stacked containers on all the cars. On and on and on, the freight train waiting for us to pass. Our last stop was at Del Rio, approximately two hours late. We should have been there way before my waking up time, but in fact we got there just as I was waking up. To tell you how far out we are from civilization at the moment, I've just looked at my phone and it's got the happy message, no service. This is stunning going along here. We've got the plants, we've got the rocks, we've got the dryness, and I've just seen, is it a buzzard, a vulture, on a fence post? We've crossed bridges over completely dried up riverbeds. The people who built this railway must have sweated at their labors. On one side we've got the hills, and on the other side, as we go through a cutting, you can see for some miles after I went to bed last night and I did sleep well our first stop was San Antonio scheduled for just after midnight for a 40 minute stop we arrived quite a lot later they had hoped that we would catch up on our schedule at San Antonio but considering we're still an hour and a half to two hours late it doesn't appear that that happened San Antonio is a cultural and geographic gateway to the southwest it is best known for its river walk lined with restaurants, bars and shops. The Alamo, the Tejano culture, it is the seventh largest city in the US. Sadly, few of the 20 million tourists visiting the city each year come by train. The station, opened in 1998, saw 57,050 passengers in 2017. That was an increase of 7.7% on the year before. The Fairmont Hotel, built in 1906, is in the Guinness World Records as one of the heaviest buildings ever to be moved intact. Notable natives and residents have included actors Joan Crawford, Olivia de Havilland and Tommy Lee Jones. We should have reached Del Rio at nearly six o'clock in the morning. However, I was awake just before we got there and it was nearer 730 
Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Kenny from the dining car. Ladies and gentlemen, dining car is making last call for breakfast services here in the dining car. Dining car is making last call for breakfast services. If you're not yet joined us, if you're feeling kind of hungry, you might join us here in the dining car. Please come in and join us for breakfast. We do have tables available. Last call for breakfast services here in the dining car. Also, any employees who need to drop their checks, please do so at this time. Thank you. Del Rio is a city on the border with Mexico and home to the Lochlan Air Force Base. In 1962, it was Lochlan-based U-2 photographic evidence of land-based nuclear missile installations in Cuba that touched off the Cuban Missile Crisis, which, at the time, many thought would lead to war. Three border patrol stations in the town are also large employers. The Valverde Winery, founded in 1883, is the oldest in Texas's wine industry. The station opened in 1876 and is used by the Sunset Limited and Texas Eagle Amtrak trains. 2,385 passengers transited the station in 2014. There is a hint of mist in the far distance, but this morning we've gone over one of the tallest railway bridges in the world, crossing a valley with a river at the bottom. We're going through endless, inhospitable countryside. Yes, it's green, but not the green I would like to be left in. Just crossed yet another dried-up riverbed. I would imagine at certain times of the winter when the rains come, as riverbeds become raging torrents of water, boulders scattered along them by the force of the water. What is pleasing to see is that when we get to the equipment controlling the signals, there are plenty of solar panels in evidence generating the power. This is, of course, a very sunny part of the world. We've passed by hills, hills with strange watchtowers on them. I don't know if they're modern watchtowers that are used to see whether people are coming over the border. I'm not sure how far we are from the border here, or whether they're from days gone by. It's flattened out now, and the hills that I can see are in the far, far distance. Between us and those hills, there's a road and a lot of scrubby plain with lots of prickly cactus in it, some yellow flowers, and occasionally a clump of purple flowers as well. Communities, very small communities we pass, the odd farmstead, and of course, the wind pump for the water from the wells below. That's a stop we just stopped at, one is Sanderson. Sanderson, Texas. Sanderson marks one hour and 40 minutes to Alpine. Alpine will be the next smoke stop. Once again, folks, one hour, 40 minutes to Alpine. Alpine is the next smoke stop. As it stands, we are currently one hour and 30 minutes behind schedule. If you are going anywhere after Tucson, a good majority of that time will be made up. Once again, next day stop coming up will be Alpine, approximately one hour and 40 minutes. It would appear that the town that we saw was Sanderson, though we didn't know it at the time. I wonder if anyone missed their stop.
were making reasonable progress. Bouncing along quite cheerfully. It's much drier where we are now. Far less leaf in the scrub. Just seen a man in the cafe car. He's out there with two miniatures of a well-known bourbon. And also a can of Coke. No glass. So I'm not quite sure how he's drinking it. Maybe he's taking a swig of one bottle. Have a swig of the can. I don't know. It's scrubby, but with lots and lots of little hills. Very rocky. And there's a dirt track running along the side of the railway. No doubt to enable repair crews to actually get to any issues they got with the railway. The only plants that you can see really in flower all across this area are the yucca-like plants. Just past a tumble-down building and broken stockade, probably where cattle used to be brought to for transshipment by rail many years ago. Definitely doesn't look as though it's been used in a very long time. There are cactus growing right throughout the stockade area, and I'm sure the cattle wouldn't have been happy about that. Looks to me as though the locomotive is having to work quite hard at the moment. We're passing a patch with a number of trees. Maybe there's some water there. I said the locomotive's working hard. We're just seeing a few clouds of dark diesel smoke pouring backwards. I'm with Michael Brady and his wife. Michael's recently retired as an attorney, so I had to check up before doing the interview that I wouldn't be charged his normal fee. Michael, you've been telling me that you've done a lot of rail travel in the US, so you must love travelling by rail. Yes, I do. I find it forces me to relax in a way that air travel doesn't. So, for example, this route we're on is from New Orleans, Louisiana to Los Angeles, California. It takes 48 hours and it makes five or six stops. Much of the way, the, there's no wireless, so you're forced to slow down, to read books, to engage in conversations, as we've just been doing. Is this your favorite route, or do you have other favorites? This is a necessary route for us. We have a home in Louisiana, so we take this one regularly. Although the Coast Starlight, which runs from Los Angeles to Seattle, is a favorite, as is the Southwest Chief from Los Angeles to Chicago. When you say this is a necessity that you take because of your home in New Orleans, how often do you take this route? Well, this is the third time this year, and there will be another one next month. Oh, gosh, as I slowly re relocate to Louisiana, we'll probably take it every other month for the rest of the year. So you almost have a permanent seat on this train. We do. We've been in the same rooms the last three times, rooms 21 and 20 in car 121. Yes, it is a home. They must be getting to know you well. As a matter of fact, the uh, porter, uh, Paul, was the same porter we had in July. So we did remember one another. So you're relocating to Louisiana. Where from? Woodland, California, which is just outside of Sacramento. And the place we own in Louisiana is in Clinton, which is just north of Baton Rouge. Sacramento, I believe, has a big railway museum. It's fabulous. And I had lived in Sacramento for 20 years. People would visit me from the East Coast and ask if I had been to the museum, and I had never yet gone. When my children came along, we went, and I saw what I had been missing. It's a wonderful museum. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to talk to you. It's been a pleasure. It's now about 11.15 in the morning. 
we're in some very sparsely vegetated area. It is stunningly spectacular. And I suspect we're coming up to some town or other very shortly. We've passed some cattle. I would say about 15 in total. We must be coming to a crossing as the driver or engineer is pressing the horn. And there is, for want of a better word, civilization on the horizon. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and crew of Amtrak's train number one, the Sunset Limited, for making this podcast possible. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks. Thank you.